podcast number 25, Mary Jane's Last Dance, an analysis. Through analysis, we hope to see how great songs are composed, what goes into the process, so we can learn and use these techniques in our own compositions, no matter what style of music. These musical techniques are universal. Mary Jane's Last Dance is a perfect song to study for it offers a wealth of underlying techniques, many unexpected and unique. Here we have a textbook example of how to create something truly memorable and classic. We will move section by section, digging deeper and deeper into its construction. I do not want to break any copyright laws, so please listen to the original recording as we move through the analysis. The introduction. The introduction is eight measures long in 4-4 time in the key of G. It opens with the solo guitar playing the four chords A minor, G, D, and A minor, two beats each. A minor, G, G, the A minor is the 2 chord, the G is the 1 chord, the D is the 5 chord, and back to the 2, the A minor. Now, if you're not familiar with the system of using Roman numbers for the chords in a certain key, you can Google that and then print out. They will have all the keys and the Roman numbers. The reason they do that is everything is relative. So if you're in one key to another key, the chord functions are the same. For example, the 5 chord might pull to the 1. So it's very simple to use this numbering system. If you're a guitar player, you'll notice that the chords are not just simply strummed, but through the use of hammer-ons and suspended chords and added note chords, take on a very distinctive feel. This opening sets the tonality, meter, rhythm, feel, and overall mood of the song. As I previously stated in earlier podcasts, the use of chord cycles creates a hypnotic effect drawing the listener into the work. At the end of measure four, the bass and the drums enter with their own unique rhythmic patterns. The repetitive motion of the three instruments in which the bass acts as a joining force between the guitar and the drums, thereby creating a three-tiered rhythm. In fact, with any good bass line, the bass is the link between the harmony and the rhythm, not only anchoring the chord progression, but simultaneously joining the drums in creating the rhythmic drive. Often overlooked, the bass drum and the bass player often make a work memorable as they fuse together. Now we move in to verse number one. It uses the same chords and the same background, and the vocal part enters. It is four measures long, and there are two sentences, and in each sentence there are two phrases. The first sentence is, she grew up in an Indiana town, that's the first phrase. The second phrase, had a good-looking mama who never was around. Then the second sentence is, first phrase, but she grew up tall and she grew up right. Second phrase, with them Indiana boys on an Indiana night. At this point, we hear something truly interesting. Instead of the verse continuing with another two sentences, which would be normal, we have an instrumental interlude against the same background and chords featuring harmonica 
playing a definite melody. So really, we have a two-part verse. The first part, four measures, is sung. The second part is played. Let's look at the melodic construction of the first part. The melody of the first measure is repeated three more times, once for each measure, with slight variations to compensate for the chord in that measure. As is similar to the repeating chord cycle, the repeating melodic phrase creates its own hypnotic effect. First, I will play just the rhythm of the first phrase of the first sentence on one note. Now, the rhythm and the notes. As I said, except for a few notes to fit the chords, most of the notes are C and A, back and forth. I will play the notes against each chord and hear how the same notes change color as they sound against the different chords passing by. Music is color, light to dark and all the shades in between. Remember, the chord tones, the first, third, and fifth of the chord, are strength and calm. Non-chord tones create variant and shifting shades of color and emotion. See Podcast 21 for more information on chord and non-chord tone relationships. If you are interested on improvising on your instrument, you will notice that many great soloists use more emphasis on chords and non-chords in their playing rather than scales. It's true it is a mixture, but this relationship is vital. One of the greatest jazz guitarists of all time, Wes Montgomery, relies heavily on the chord-tone relationships. Now, I will take the first phrase, play it very, very slowly, so we can hear the relationship of the notes as the chords change. I will call out the number of the notes in relation to the chord. Example, first, third, fifth, second, etc. Third, 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 first, seventh, four, second, four, second, four, second, one, seven, 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 five, three, 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 one. So we can hear the color of the notes change against the chords, even though they are the same notes. Now, you might say, except at a very, very slow tempo, we do not hear that. But I do believe we sense it. We subconsciously feel the different colors. As previously mentioned, the second half of the verse is an instrumental section, also four measures long, with a similar construction, two two-bar phrases played on the harmonica. It uses a definite melody played twice against the same chords and background. Of course, on a harmonica, those notes take on a whole new meaning and color as a harmonica, like a saxophone, can add so much expression and nuance through articulation and breath control, similar to the human voice. At the end of this instrumental section, the lyrics, then she, brings us to the second verse. Same melody, of course altered to fit the new lyrics. 
and again, only four measures long. It is followed by an instrumental section. However, not the one with the harmonica, but four measures of the introduction. So now we have, then she moved down here at the age of 18. She blew the boys away, was more than they had seen. I was introduced, and we both started grooving. She said, I dig you, baby, but I got to keep moving. A really nice little touch is, after moving, instead of saying moving on, the on syllable is delayed and is halfway through the first measure of the intro. And then in the second measure, they say, keep moving on. At this point, we now move into the chorus. Now, for the first time, the chords and the chord rhythm is different. A major change as we go from two beats for each chord to eight beats, two measures for each chord. Also, we have a key change from G major to D major, both chords and melody. The E minor seventh for two measures is the two minor chord in the key of D. Actually adding a minor seventh substitute adds color to this chord. For more on minor sevenths, please see podcast 16. Since the E minor chord is the sixth in the key of G, the original key, we can think of it as a pivot chord. A pivot chord is a chord common to two keys that acts as a pivot from one key to another. That's why this transition is so smooth. Unless someone has perfect pitch, probably not noticeable. The E minor chord is followed by an A chord, which is not in the key of G, but is the five chord in the key of D. So now we are firmly in the key of D with the two five progression, the main progression in jazz. The key of D major is reinforced further because in the melody, now we have a C sharp. Let's listen slowly to the melody and the notes of the chorus, the first phrase. D, 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 C sharp, B. D, 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 C sharp, B, A, C sharp. The Ds are the seventh of the minor seventh chord. The C sharp is a passing tone to the B, which is the fifth of the E minor seventh chord. The next measure is exactly the same, except a slight variation in the rhythm of the melody. And then it ends, the phrase ends on the C sharp against the A chord, the third of the A chord. So we have one sentence, last dance with Mary Jane, one more time to kill the pain, divided into two phrases. Same type of construction as in the verse. And now, similar to the verse, we have a two-measure instrumental section which outlines the notes of the A chord. So the chordal rhythm is expanded to two measures instead of two beats each, but the architecture is contracted. We had four measures of lyrics and four measures instrumental. Now we have two measures of lyrics and two measures of instrumental. A harmonic expansion in a new key and a melodic contraction. In the two-measure instrumental section, the guitar outlines an A chord with the notes C-sharp to A, and then E to C-sharp, and then A to E, with a couple of extra connecting notes. Now we have the same thing with new lyrics. 
I feel the summer creeping in and I'm tired of this town again. The two measure instrumental break here is a little different. It starts off the same against the A chord, but instead of two measures of an A chord, we have a whole note G69 chord creating a resting place. Now we hear the instrumental break featuring the harmonica. The first time we heard it, it introduced the second verse. Now it will introduce the third verse. Perfect continuity. Verse 3. With the lyrics, well, I don't know, but I've been told, to begin the third verse, the same procedure is followed. New lyrics against the music of the original verse. As before, melodically altered to fit the, these new lyrics. However, a new twist is now introduced. The third verse has lyrics for all the eight measures, not an instrumental interlude. So we start off with, well, I don't know, but I've been told, you never slow down, you never grow old. I'm tired of screwing up, tired of going down, tired of myself, tired of the town. But now, instead of an instrumental section, we have, oh my my, oh hell yes, honey put on that party dress. Buy me a drink, sing me a song, take me as I come, cause I can't stay long. Again, I find this part really interesting because it might be thought of as just a continuation of the verse or as a modern bridge. Uh, see podcasts number eight and number nine about the use of modern bridges in music or even a refrain, which is also a name, another name for a chorus from the Latin word to repeat. In many older forms of music, they would refer to the chorus as the refrain. But today, many composers will use a refrain as an extra added section in the verse, repeating the lyrics for emphasis, another hook, so to speak. Whatever we call it, a verse, a bridge, or a refrain, it adds up to a surprising, truly innovative touch to this amazing song. This leads us back into the chorus, which is repeated as is custom exactly. At this point, we hear the instrumental interlude again, but this time featuring the guitar solo, improvised mostly against an A minor chord. At the end of the guitar solo, we move on to verse 4, which is similar in construction to verse 3. The lyrics, there's pigeons down on Market Square, she's standing in her underwear, looking down from a hotel room, Nightfall will be coming soon. And then the, oh my my, oh hell yes, you got to put on that party dress. It was too cold to cry when I woke up alone. I hit my last number. I walked to the road. This is followed by the chorus one more time. And unlike other songs that might repeat the chorus as a hook over and over, we only hear the chorus once. And then for the outro, we hear the instrumental interlude background First, we hear the interlude played by the harmonica with the melody, and then the guitar joins with the beginning of the guitar solo, that riff he used. Then the guitar finishes out with a solo as the song fades out. A truly nice touch to have the two interludes merge at the end of the song. In Mary Jane's Last Dance, we have seen so many interesting and sometimes unexpected techniques creating such a memorable song. I hope through this analysis, we have highlighted the architecture and construction, and you can use these techniques in your own works. Thank you so much for listening. Joe.